We all struggle with having strong feelings about something, particularly when we have a negative feeling and then not really knowing why we're so resentful or why why we're so angry. And then this can lead us on a journey to understand and to uncover that information to seek, seeking unconscious information. For me, when I was about 16, 17, 18, I was very clear that I was very uncomfortable spending time alone with men. And in particular, I was very uncomfortable when my dad would drive me to school in high school and I was alone with him. I did not know what to say. I didn't know how to talk to him. I was always so nervous about it. And I was also quite aware for me that I was attracted to men I knew from a very young age that that was moving into normal sexualized feelings as an adolescent going through puberty. And so here I was also becoming more aware that I was really upset with my dad. I felt very angry at him and I didn't know why and it really started to come to head around the age of 18. So I fortunately have always had this attitude of learning and growing, even when I was deep in the roots of the LDS church and in a very confined religious environment. And I remember Silva Mind Control was the very first sort of new agey system. I kind of went to a workshop when I was about 14 or 15. And then when I was 18 years old is when I took this big journey I've been telling you about. And this journey, this seeking of information, the root cause, the core of certain feelings was done at this event where my dad was co-facilitating. So here I was going on an adventure of mindfulness to seek and uncover information. And lo and behold, here that guy that I was having all these real-time feelings about was one of the co-facilitators leading me on this adventure. Well, cut to lunch when I'm having lunch with my mom, my dad, and the other facilitator, and they're asking me, what happened to you this morning in the workshop? What did you learn? Well, lo and behold, what I learned were secrets about my parents and what was happening in their relationship. So welcome to episode 105, Seeking to Uncover the Unconscious Roots. Welcome to Viral Mindfulness, the podcast. I am your host, Alexander Blue, spiritual coach and your creative muse. Today we're talking about those powerful feelings, usually negative in nature, that seem to be driving from a very unconscious root. And how do we work with those in our life? So one of the things that I did when I became aware at 18 years old that I had some very thick thick unconscious driving forces was open to new modalities or different treatments or options to help me uncover information and thankfully I have that attitude and then of course I pursued a career my first career in in participating with helping other people and uh, as a therapist so it's natural in my system so for you it might not be natural and So what I want to do over the next two podcasts is I want to kind of give a framework and a lens for episode 105 and 106. And often when we look at stuff, if we 
are aware of the lens or the, the, the mask, the face on which we're looking, it can help us have a, a better understanding. Because for me, with these topics, there's, there's not a lot of right or wrong ways to do things. There's just a lot of different options. And I think it's important to be aware of those options and what they can do for you. And then to be aware of where you're at on your spiritual journey and your, you know, uncovering and choose the items that will best fit for you at this time. So in today's podcast episode, we're going to talk about seeking. And then next episode 106, we're going to talk about surrendering. And so for today, I'm going to give you one specific story from my life where I was seeking for information that was deep, that was not known to me, it was unconscious. I was wanting to uncover and to heal. And so I chose a specific modality called timeline therapy and went to a workshop with my father and another facilitator to move along that journey. I didn't specifically know what was going to come in that morning workshop. And so hold tight, I'll get to it. It's pretty juicy. So for this episode, we're really looking at the lens of seeking. Are you going to be choosing a mindfulness-based sort of meditation, hypnotherapy, timeline therapy, silva mind control? Are you going to be using um, a therapeutic intervention like EMDR for traumatic memories? So I really want to, you know, kind of lay an umbrella. And of course, over the next series of, let's say, 15 podcast episodes, I'm going to take specific ones and give you a case about it from my life or from someone I know, a client I've worked with, and just kind of give you options. So for today, we're talking about number one, the the lens of seeking. Your work here is you're trying to seek for information. And I'm going to tell you about my story with timeline therapy and how I knew there was something deep and I didn't know how to get to it. And from that timeline therapy workshop, I came in touch with some powerful information that blew my mind. And lo and behold, at lunch with my mom and dad and the co-facilitator, that information was then brought to the table. They pried it out of me. And then more information was offered and it started to come together in a really powerful way. So let's jump right in. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by my free 10-minute guided meditation over at viralmindfulness.com. You can head over there now and download a 10-minute audio track where we'll explore the breath together. As you relax your body, we'll make a strong connection with the Earth's heart center. And then from there, we'll surrender. We'll surrender to your heart center. And then we will sit quietly next to a river for three minutes. It's actually a live audio clip that I recorded right above Moab and the Colorado River. It's so beautiful. And then with a short conclusion, I'll send you on your way and you'll be fully meditated in 10 minutes. How about it? I would love for you to subscribe and download this free meditation. You can get there by heading over to viralmindfulness.com forward slash free dash meditation. Or if you just head over to my website, you can't miss that really bright 
watermelon pink color and there's a button that says free meditation in the header all right so remember there's no right or wrong way we're looking at the lens of seeking to uncover deep roots seeking to uh, find unconscious memories seeking information we're seeking emotion we're seeking to control our thoughts we're trying to mold our thinking. We're looking to seek out a certain state of mind, like no thoughts. We're looking to seek out a state of mind of transcendence, of, you know, kind of euphoria, peace, um, previous lifetime. Perhaps you're seeking out psychedelic assistance on a journey with a shaman or in a circle with particular psychedelic plant-based medicines perhaps you're seeking to release pain trauma blockage or to de-energize those items and so today I'm going to share with you something from my own personal life so specifically now we're looking at timeline therapy neurolinguistic programming and I went to this workshop when I was 18 years old I was invited by my father he was co-facilitating with another clinician, and I was game to participate. So we go to the workshop. I think it's at some hotel in Southern California, and we're doing closed-eye sort of guided meditative imagery-type work, and it's called timeline therapy. All right, after researching a bunch of stuff, I think that Psychology Today had the quickest, most informative, and best sort of summary. So neurolinguistic programming, NLP, this therapy incorporates a set of language and sensory-based interventions and behavior modification techniques designed to help improve the client's self-awareness, confidence, communication skills, and social actions. The goals of NLP are to help the client understand that the way one views the world affects how one operates in the world and that it is necessary to change the thoughts and behavior patterns that have not proven beneficial in the past and that only serve to block one's healing and success. When is NLP used? So NLP is used to treat fears and phobias, anxiety, poor self-esteem, stress, PTSD, and overall reduced quality of life due to various psychological issues. Most studies addressing the effectiveness of NLP in treating these issue issues have been small in scale and have had mixed results. What to expect, an NLP therapist may use a variety of techniques such as visualization or forming a mental image of something you want as well as visual kinesthetic dissociation, a process by which the therapist guides the client in reliving trauma from the distance of an imaginative out-of-body experience. The therapist may help you correct language you use that leads to negative thinking and faulty communication. NLP therapy can be short-term or long-term depending on the individual and the extent of the problem. So this is what I was participating in, and specifically the exercise was timeline therapy. And they were using the guide, the, the facilitator, and then my dad was totally into this stuff, and he was co-facilitating. They were using a visualization and this timeline therapy to address um, memories from the past. And so let me give you a little rundown on the specific of the timeline therapy. So with timeline therapy, your timeline is how you unconsciously store your memories, 
how you unconsciously know the difference between a memory from the past and a projection of the future. The timeline therapy techniques allow you to work at the unconscious level and release the effects of past negative experiences and change inappropriate programming in minutes rather than days, months, or years. So there's the background. There's a little bit about those two points. And now I'm going to share with you my personal experience with it. So I went in at a very young age, totally open and willing to having an experience. By the time I was 18, I knew crystal clear that, well, there was a lot of friction internally, and most of it was rooted in that that friction between religion and what I believe God thought about homosexuality and my driving, ever-driving, growing um sexual attraction and emotional attraction to men. And so here I'm 18 and having issues with feeling comfortable around men and boys of my age, very uncomfortable, and my father included. And so here I am within a year, I'm going to go on an LDS Mormon mission and be paired up with other guys for a missionary work for two years. So I was open to the idea to explore and learn. I think on a unconscious level, I knew that there needed to be something much different outside of my religion that would help me get in touch with the information I needed. So I was seeking to become more aware, to understand why I was so uncomfortable. I mean, it was really bad. I would dread for my dad to be take me to school alone. My little brother and I were living in Irvine, California, going to Woodbridge High School. And oftentimes we went at different times to school. But if I was alone with my dad, it was just like arduous. It was so uncomfortable. And then of course, having friendships with men was difficult for me too. I had some, it just wasn't real comfortable. So I go to this workshop my dad's facilitating with this woman and they teach us about what we're going to do. And so I'll just jump into kind of the breakout where we're going to go into the guided self-hypnosis, guided meditative sort of timeline therapy program. We're all throughout this big ho- you know, hotel um, conference room. Um, we've been instructed how it's going to work and now we're going to go into it, you know, in a um, real sort of right side of the brain way. So we were, you know, able to get on the floor and get comfortable and lay down and they dim the lights and all that stuff. And so we're being directed to go through our timeline. And so our timeline kind of was instructed as this linear line in our mind's eye that went all the way back to the beginning. And even before the beginning, meaning before your birth in the womb, and also before birth. And so the interesting thing is that my dad was the person who jumped in and started leading us, leading the whole room. And so here I am laying on the floor going through this mind journey. And it's my dad's voice. (laughs) It's crazy. It's so funny. And so what we're working on is with the core negative emotion. And I was working on how I felt like I I wasn't wanted when I was younger, like I wasn't, that my parents didn't want me. 
And um, I think there were a lot of confusing points and aspects for me, partly because I felt like there was something wrong with me, truly wrong, because here I was born into this family and this religion, and I'm like, totally broken. I'm gay people. And by 18, I had read up on what everything was saying in the religion about homosexuality. And it was very clear to me on a deep level that there was something wrong with me based off of that model. And so going into this, um, they, you know, you get relaxed, you do all of that kind of breath work and, you know, grounding your body and you float above, they actually have you float above your own self and your body and you kind of float along your timeline and they ask you just to trust the journey and kind of the 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 unconscious that's going to lead you so here i am seeking for information information here i am seeking to uncover my unconscious memories from the past and to become more aware in this present moment and then to change the behaviors that weren't working for me and to find healing and then to potentially change the future to, or to at least have more conscious ability in the future or to create the future I want. So the root was this rejection and feeling angry and also feeling angry and uncomfortable around my father and then getting in touch. That's how it worked. It was anger and feeling rejected and like I wasn't wanted. And so as we went through the timeline, they kind of gave you options. You know, was it as a child, usually it's within the first five years of life or in the womb or before the womb. And so that language was kind of new to me for sure before the womb didn't work for me because I felt like where I was at at that time religiously before the womb, I was in heaven, the preexistence with God and all these things. And so, but where I did go very quickly was that it was in the womb. And so I started going, and so part of what they were directing, my dad was directing me to uncover about him, was the core. When do I first remember feeling that feeling and just to go with it? And so womb came up in the womb, and then at what month in the womb, they actually walked you through different layers for each of those options. And for me, it was in the womb, and it was in the first few months, so Lo and behold, this is probably like a 30 to 40 minute, you know, closed eye laying on the floor sort of mind journey. What I came in touch with were a lot of feelings and a lot of emotion and a lot of sort of this just uncovering a gold mind of there was something that happened that I did not feel like my dad wanted me. That's why I feel so resentful and angry and uncomfortable around him. And I felt very close to my mother and there was a lot of emotion and it was in the womb and it just cracked me open. So I would imagine that they might have noticed something. I don't know because there's a lot of other people in the room, but regardless where we ended up was lunch. And at lunch, I'm with my dad and the other facilitator and my mother was there and they asked about my experience. And so I started to tell them I was a very open, young person, I was very open with my parents about information, except for speaking flat out, I'm attracted to men, and I'm gay. We kind of talked around that for a few years until I was about 21. 
And so at lunch, I start telling them that it was in the womb. It was about the third or fourth month. I felt like my dad didn't want me. That was where all this energy was coming from. I felt very, you know, overly connected to my mother and my mom and my dad. They were totally like, what the hell? So thankfully, there was another outsider woman there to help us process all this. And so I remember I'm at lunch and now they're telling me about what was happening at this time. And so I'm getting this information because of this journey I'm on and seeking for it. And so this is when I found out that during that time in my parents' relationship and their lives, my older brother above me, he's about three and a half years older, Chris, they wanted to stop having children. So that would have been three. I'm number four and then my little brother Tim is five. They were actually using birth control. My mom was on an IUD. And so when I was conceived, so I was born in August of 73. So like November, December. And then in those first few months of 1973, holidays of 72, they were having a really hard time. And my dad and my mom were considering splitting up. And there were issues going on where my dad had developed feelings or there was a secretary or someone he was working with, a woman. There was some type of relationship. I don't know. And my mom was brokenhearted and terribly sad and crying a lot. And all these things were going on. And they told me that when my mom told my dad she was pregnant, he was so upset, totally angry what we do didn't want any more kids i guess the way i remember this could you know of course have layers of perception so we would have to have my mom on the podcast or my dad um but i think they're not going to remember either but i'm pretty good at remembering things so just trust me and so they were they were in it and my mom was super sad and my dad wasn't sure if he wanted to even stay with my mom. And so this was kind of the environment. And then this is what I'm becoming aware of. And so I'm sitting here at lunch, getting all this information. I'm like, what in the world is going on? And you know, bottom line, this information explained a lot of things. This uncovering of these roots made a lot of sense and so then part of what we did maybe that afternoon I don't remember how long the workshop was whether it was one day or two days but we also were able to go into those events and to look at them from kind of a removed observer perspective from a distance too and to see like what was going on with my dad at the time when I was in the womb and to see what was going on with my mom. And so I actually had an opportunity also, in addition to getting all this information, to initially feeling completely overwhelmed by the surprised by what was coming out. And then able to sort of do some of the other part of the timeline, which is to kind of um, release some of the energy and then like set a tone for the future and the present to be a lot more clear from that negative emotion and truth of the matter at that time looking back and I remember for a couple years going into my missionary work and then coming home from my missionary work um, 
This was one of those big, powerful experiences, and it significantly changed my life, and it gave me information, and it gave me an awareness, and it gave me um, some tools and healing to be able to actually look um, at what was going on for my parents and what was happening for them and to not take it so personal for myself. So this definitely was a very significant event. So how does this all relate to you? Well, we're on this journey together. Um, Part of what I'm doing is laying out information for you to practice mindfulness in your life, to become more aware and conscious. And there's a lot of ways to do that. And so this specifically is talking about a way to seek for more information and uncover negative emotion that's unconscious, deep roots from your past. I've tried a lot of things over the years, and so I would imagine over the series of podcasts, I'll also be sharing a little bit about my journey, as well as the journey of clients that I've worked with and other people. So where we're headed next with podcast episode 106, we're going to use the different lens next time, which is surrendering. So taking the primary objective of surrendering to what is or surrendering to the present moment or surrendering to a mantra or your breath or a guided meditation that's a lot more subtle where your goal isn't to seek out it's to actually surrender so i hope you'll join me for that and i'll see you next time let me be your muse to music mindfulness creativity and compassion over at my website viralmindfulness.com You can also find me regularly throughout the week over at Instagram. That's also at Viral Mindfulness.